I just want to say before we get into it, thank you guys for having me for one of the messiest episodes <laughs> of the entire show. I appreciate it so much. This episode is for the messy bitches and the messy bitches only. Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards. Today, we're going to be recapping House of Hoods, House of Deceit. And we have a special guest with us today. So welcome, the one and only Sarah from the Book Hose. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is one of my favorite episodes. So thanks for having me. You're welcome. I think we should clarify she is a redheaded Sarah named a redheaded Gemini. <laughs> a redheaded Sarah named Gemini. Produced you as that. I'm like, guys, it's Sarah at the museum. <laughs> oh my god. Sarah nice. It's me, guys. So Sarah is one of our longtime fandom friends from 2012. <laughs> Good times. What would you say your like legacy with the fandom is? If you had one. I honestly I can't say anything other than probably like everyone knew me for Patricia and Eddie for like petty stuff I was very much into them I mean still I mean still am they're still my favorite couple on the show they're the best and then um I'm on the House of Anubis wiki for Moy Castle along with <laughs> Laura and our other friend Girl. Scarlett so <laughs> I guess Icons. that's another one I feel like you always you probably are responsible for like half the gift sets on tumblr i feel mm -hmm. like oh yeah I, I made so many i spent so much time on those things too like it was crazy i had like the show was my entire personality when i was a teenager so there's Same. um here we are very specific coloring that if the gift is like the specific coloring it's like the most in like specific fonts it's like oh yeah sarah made that gift even in like 2020 I know I can still tell like sometimes I'll see people using them on Twitter and I'm like oh my legacy lives on <laughs> probably me I think like all of the gifts I have any of the HOA gifts I have saved to my phone are from you or like the hands I made so yeah Sarah was like one of the big fandom gift gifters or probably what like only th like three or four of you yeah there's probably like honestly as the show went on there were more and more people so it's probably close to like 10 by the end of the show um, which was cool. It was like, I feel like the, the fandom got a little bit bigger as the show went on, mm -hmm. which was fun. Yeah. And, but yeah, I was watching since like, I think the eighth episode, I was kind of a hater at first. Like when they were showing the commercials, I was 13 and had a problem with everything. I was like, that just looks like Harry Potter. But then <laughs> I actually watched an episode with my sister. I think it was the, the one with the cameras, like where they got mm. the security camera. So it was like very early on. I was like, oh, wait, this is actually really good. And I was just obsessed ever since. So that's my story of how I got into House of Anubis. I was going to say House of Anubis is um, hashtag responsible for the existence of the book. Host. You can't even lie because you said it on your podcast. No, and you so said it to Emma Ward's face. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, I also I have a I'm on another podcast called The Book Hose. We talk about books every week. You should go listen to us. We're go at The Book Hose on Twitter. Yeah. And um we it's me and my two friends Grace and Trudy and we all did meet because of House of Well, I met them because of House of Anubis. I think they knew each other before House of Anubis. But it did bring us together. So indirectly House of Anubis is responsible for The Book Hose. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> we really love that. House of says, no, apparently ghost hunting is responsible for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for Natalie's friendship, anyway. 
That's but still, weird. I think I think me and Emily, if we were only together from our weird ghost hunting show, we would not still be friends. So <laughs> House of Anubis like solidified it. Yeah. Wasn't that was the first time you watched it? Because I was like, well, this show kind of slaps. And you were like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you and Rahi were both watching it because I knew Rahi from the Study with a Chance fandom. Um, so then I decided to watch House of Anubis because of you guys. So thank That's you. So funny. I was simply vibing. I don't know how I ended up. Somebody on Tumblr was talking about, but I don't know who. Weren't you friends with Shruti before? Yeah, but then, like, we lost touch. Like, me and Shruti were both in a Lemonade Mouth roleplay. <laughs> like, Colin <laughs> Shruti out for the threat out. Sorry, Shruti. <laughs> exposed. Shruti just got exposed. Oh, my God. Anyway, all right. We should get into we're the episode. We're not talking about health and We have a topic of this podcast. I just want to say, before we get into it, Thank you guys for having me for one of the messiest episodes of the entire show. I appreciate it so much. This episode is for the messy bitches and the messy bitches only. So thank you. I really appreciate this. So the episode starts with a hooded figure walking to the library. Oh, wait, no. The episode starts with the iconic intro. I forgot to write that down. Sorry. Iconic intro. Then the hooded figure walks to the library. Okay, so now we're at the dance, and the band is playing rock covers of classical music. Eddie walks over to Patricia and says, don't judge a book by its cover. Patricia asks if this was his way of apologizing, and he says yes and asks how he did. She says awful, but still accepts his apology. I just put they have me in my feels, which will continue for the rest of the episode. Just iconic. Good, iconic, petty banter right there. Love that most of my, any Patricia and Eddie scene in this episode, my notes are just in all caps. Including me yelling, him, your honor. <laughs> because as we constantly discuss, that's my emotional support himbo. Also, I love that. <laughs> I, I love them so much. Why is that so real? Emily when Eddie's on screen. I love him. Emily when anyone else is on screen, too. Who? <laughs> I only know Eddie. <laughs> no, like three bullets down says, I once again have no idea what's happening outside of Petty. <laughs> Oh, I said inside every metalhead is a nice boy. Hmm. I don't know what that note was in reference to other than maybe Eddie being a nice boy or just being like Eddie's in a metal band headcanon confirmed. Unsure. Yeah, I was listening to your previous episode and you were talking about that and I was like, hmm, and how he always makes like little hints at his backstory and everything. So that could have been, you know, another one of those too. We have no proof he's not in a metal band. <laughs> That's true. true. There's no proof that he's true. not. When I said Patricia's wearing mix mags earrings like she's wearing earrings but none of them match <laughs> wait really i don't think i ever noticed that <laughs> i didn't notice that either yeah she's wearing like four earrings but none of them are like the same earrings how many times have i watched these dance episodes and i somehow never noticed that? literally same how did i never see that i'm gonna have For to sure. watch it again she's, she's a cool girl Fashion she wear matching earrings to the dance <laughs> she's a rebel <laughs> So Amber and Alfie are dancing, and Amber says, isn't it romantic? And Alfie reluctantly says yes. This was just super awkward, I think partially because they're trying to like dance while holding masks in their hands, and it was just not working. So the hooded figure pulls Jasper into the hallway and demands the key. Trudy walks by and quickly hides when she notices. Jasper hands over this key, and we find out that the hooded figure is the collector. I once again have no idea what's happening outside of Petty. Like, no idea. <laughs> My thoughts during this scene were, I want the collector's cape. It's so cool. It was like blue and velvet and it had like gold designs on it. I don't know if anyone else saw that. I was like, ooh, I would wear that. No, I was like scared. I wrote this genuinely scary. 
And I said Trudy is cute. Always. So a cosplay of the collector coming soon. Well, yes, it it's is. gonna be all of us in our in our house and just like cosplay and Sarah's gonna be the I'm the collector. I got you guys, don't worry. <laughs> Once she hits one of us over upside the head, then we will see. Rip. Yeah, like if I had a reason to wear a cape, I would wear that cape. So Trudy comes out of her hiding spot and Jasper asks what she's doing. She makes up a story about her dress and Jasper buys it. Trudy asks who he was talking to and he says to mind her business. I don't know why I said hmm again. Trudy, sad face, sad face, sad face, sad face. Maybe because he's being sus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See, can you tell that I took these notes like before I took the notes for the episode that we recorded before this? So I have no idea what I was talking about anymore. That's a fun fact for you listeners. So next week's episode we recorded last week. It's definitely throwing me off a little bit, but it's so, fine. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm slightly confused. I'm going to be I'm more just confused. episodes forever. So Fabian finishes giving his speech and Nina walks over to congratulate him. They realize then that everything from the dream has been happening. Amber walks over and ask if, asks if they've been feeling deja vu-y. Um, so the first thing I had to write, obviously, was do you get deja vu when she's with you? Because Queen Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> my note was our favorite running joke of asking Siri to play music with Siri play deja vu by Olivia Rodrigo. And then my note was, do you get deja vu? Ooh, good to know that this is Olivia Rodrigo Stan podcast. Don't worry, guys. Coming in May, we're going to sort her album into HOA characters and ships. I think that's when her album's coming out. Okay. And also, no one no one tell Brad, but I'm tragically soft for Fabina in this scene. <laughs> Brad's going to cancel you. Cancelled by Brad. She's like, Javian? Excuse me? Nina being supportive is cute. She gives us little thumbs up. It's cute. I don't like when they make me feel things. They're not allowed. (laughs) Not in season two. Not allowed. They're only cute when they're not together, and this is the hot take. When they're together, trash. When they're not together, they're cute. She's right. I don't even know if that's a hot take. I think that's just a correct take. She's right. Season one, they're cute. Season two, then trash. Season two, when they're break up, and then they're being dramatic, but then they're like flirty. Cute. When she's not screaming at him. Yeah, when Nina's not pissed. So Eddie walks up to Patricia and says, freak. And then she says, weirdo. He asks if she's just going to stare at everyone. And she asks why he's not dancing. He says he's waiting for a pig to fly and asks why she's not dancing. She says that if he knew her, she'd know that she doesn't dance. He says, so no one's asked you. And she says it's because everyone knows if they did, she would crush them like a tin can under a tank. This is peak petty. Just I was just about to say that. That is peak petty. That is, they really are that ship. That's all I can say. This is just too good of an episode for them. I've waited like a year to bring this, but she takes his drink and I swear, like he was drinking from it and then she takes him in and I'm like, what are you doing? She, no, he walks. Yeah, I wrote that down too because he walks over holding a plate and a cup with like the pink lemonade and she just like takes it from him. He doesn't say anything. Like he just lets her take it. <laughs> Did he drink Like if you watch. Yeah, she just, like, grabs it from him, and she's and they just, like, continue talking. He has no reaction to her just, like, taking his food and drink. Did he get it for her? Did he get it for her? I don't him? think so. <laughs> he just he was, like, eating something when he walked over or, like, drinking or something, and then she just, like, took it. So if that was his cup, they basically kissed then. Man, yeah, yeah, at that point. <laughs> Coronavirus! Corona, oh my god. I'd love to see Sabuna in quarantine, like, all stuck in the house for <laughs> Well, they got to do, they got to quarantine in the school, right? Like, I just, the pure chaos of having, like, the season three specific cast 
quarantining together. All stuck in the house. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I think season two would be okay, but I think season three, someone would probably have ended up dead. Probably I mean, Jerome. Yeah. Literally. Realistically, like, the school would have shut down and they would have gone to virtual school and had to all go home, but, like, in this universe where they somehow all end up quarantined in a new house. And they can do their virtual classes together because they're all in the same classes. So, Mar and Fabian trying to get like any of their housemates to shut up so they can do their Zoom school. <laughs> yeah, Emily's right. Someone would and die. That's when they fall in love. There you go. <laughs> maybe at Zoom school. Somebody maybe in love story. What? Write the baby in love story. Right. Love in the time of Zoom school. <laughs> Coming soon to AO3. Love on Zoom school. If you have, please DM us. Also, in all caps, they'd be crushed like a tin can under a tank. Truly, one of those like iconic moments. Classic. In all caps, freak weirdo. Waiting for the right pink to fly. I don't dance. Oh, oh. Something to the tune of High School Musical, guys. I'm not singing. (laughs) (laughs) And then, including if my life depended on it, where is my Sabuna dance task? Ooh, that would have been funny. Why didn't we get that? <laughs> it's accidental foreshadowing for a non-existent Sabuna job. So next, the collector uses the key to get into the library, and he's just, like, staring at the Mask of Anubis exhibit. Um, and this is really funny to me, because obviously we know now that that's the real one he's staring at, but he doesn't know that. So, like, he could just take it, and the whole series, like, the season could end. He could just, it's right there. I just said, again, this is creepy. So Fabian asks Nina if she had any more deja vu moments. She says no because they haven't danced or kissed. Fabian says it's probably silly to worry about because they aren't dating anymore. And then Nina looks hurt and says she's going to go outside. Uh, She puts her mask down on her way out. Once again, Siri play deja vu. And that scene, she was just so like rude. And for what? She was so salty for at Fabian, and for what? All he said, he was trying to make her feel better. Yeah, and she is so salty. I was like, Nina, stop! How dare you say that we won't yeah. date because we're not dating? Because we're not. Yeah, like oh, I guess I'm just being silly. Like, girl, stop! If you want to get back together with him, say, Hey, Fabian, do you want to get back together? He would immediately say yes. <laughs> no, they could never. House of Anubis could, could never. never. House of Anubis couples could never. <laughs> What's talking about our feelings? We don't know her. <sighs> We're just gonna be sassy until like somebody <laughs> until somebody becomes a mind reader. We're just gonna bully oh each other ruthlessly. Like, didn't she break up with him? <laughs> Didn't she say we should not be together anymore because um, we're both in Sabuna and that's why we shouldn't be together or some dumb bullshit? Because he didn't let her, she didn't let him finish talking. So she just automatically assumed he was breaking up with her. So then she was like, well, I must break up with him first. Wait, why did they break up? (laughs) In a miscommunication, I don't know, situation, talking. And he was like, oh, this is kind of weird that we're friends now. Like we were friends and now we're dating, but he didn't mean they wanted to break up. But then she took it as he wanted to break up. So then she broke up with him. Oh, it's because Amber and Alfie told them that they can't be both friends and date for some reason. That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, said, bench. you must have zero friendship in your relationship. You can only hate each other. Oh, man. Is that what P- Patricia and Elfie went to Amber and Elfie's school? Patricia and Eddie went to Amber and Elfie's school of dating, then. <laughs> Maybe. But I think Patricia and Eddie develop a friendship in the relationship. I think they do, too. Like, they, they keep saying, like, we're not friends. Like, later on in this episode, she's like, this doesn't make us friends. But, like, come on. Girl. Like, 
We see you. I think we said this in the Fabina breakup episode, but House of Anubis should stop acting. Like, you shouldn't be friends with the person you're dating. The end, like, that you shouldn't have any friendship (laughs) in the relationship. I don't understand. It makes no sense. They're anti-friends to lovers for some reason. First off. I don't appreciate it. Which I don't appreciate. But second off, they seem to be anti-developing a friendship within your relationship. Like, they seem to be anti-having a friendship in your relationship. Yeah. It's Why? <laughs> maybe, like, no, you guys had, instead. maybe you guys had friendships within your relationships and you would not have fucking use of communication issues all the time because you would actually know how to talk to each other. She's right, Your Honor. Where's the lie? Um, Back on task. Fabian is so awkward in this scene. I said this is so awkward. Why is Fabina interesting when they're not together? I made this point earlier, but I wrote this note here. Um, also, don't Nina, don't put your mouth down, ma'am. Don't put it down. Keep it in your hands. Girl, what are you doing? Also, they're all just really dramatic. This whole episode. <laughs> yeah, and the dress. Okay, so she puts her mask down to like walk out and everything, and you see like Joy seeing it, I think, like in the background mm-hmm. they show Joy. I just have to say that dress was not it was not cute the dress that they're yes. both wearing it's not cute I like know. i kind of don't feel bad for either of them because i'm like why would you choose that dress both <laughs> both of them chose it too i agree 100 percent. they're not cute, cute not cute <laughs> like it was like a double prank for, for jerome because not was. only did he get them to like both wear the same dress he made them wear that dress <laughs> both <laughs> like, wear an ugly joke. dress <laughs> Like, I don't even think that would have been cute in 2012. Anyway. No, I don't think it was. <laughs> okay, like, the cut of it is fine, and that's, like, on point for 2012. Yeah. It's just It's colors. the pattern. Also, yeah. that, like, the mesh, like, top thing, I hate yeah. it. it. Was, it was, like, zebra print and pink and purple somehow. Like, yes. I don't know what was going on there, but this is why you don't let Jerome pick your dresses, ladies. Yes. Did we not learn nothing from season one? Yeah. Everyone talk to Amber. Like, look at her dress on point. Even Patricia. Patricia looked right, too. So. Patricia yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably the best of the dresses she wears in this series. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Amber's dress was so cute, too. She looked amazing. I loved yeah. it. So Mara's trying to get Victor to help her find her stolen purse when she realizes that the letter was in it. Um, Mara's dress feels casual compared to everyone else's. Like, it's cute, but it just doesn't fit with, like, everyone else's, like, dress, like, a nice, like, yeah. like I don't know, like prom dresses, like homecoming dresses. I'm not going to say prom yeah. dresses are all short, but hers just feels like, like I would wear that on a daily basis. I'd wear that to work. I'm not going to wear it to a, to a, to like a function. <laughs> um, I wrote this later, but I'll put it here since I was commenting on her dress. Is this why I associate Mara with the color purple? Maybe. I kind of associate Eddie with the color purple because of his shirt mm. in this episode. Me too. Also blue, but that's like later on. Mara, Eddie ghost hunting reds even i say mara eddie ghost hunting reds as if when we were rewatching it like last year i said what's this <laughs> i forgot about that entire plot and they're like i'm so excited for mara and eddie to go ghost hunting i'm like when did mara and eddie hang out yeah. <laughs> but, but now i'm mara eddie bff stan yeah friend. they're actually like besties at the end of the season i forgot about that and then i rewatched it and they were like they were tight i thought they were gonna talk again yeah, season three, no. never, never again. Like, none of Maybe that's why I forgot. Season three, it's so weird. It's so sad. Patricia and Alfie, the ultimate friendship, do talk in season three, and that's one of the ultimate <laughs> They can only have one good friendship per season, Lara. Didn't you know that? <laughs> they can only have one good romantic relationship per season two. <laughs> that's 
That's so true. <laughs> I hate that. So Nina walks to the library and enters when she realizes that the door is open. She starts saying hello and the collector hides. Um, Neat. When she's walking over to the library, it looked like her shoes were sinking into, like her heels were sinking into the ground. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, maybe it was muddy. Ma'am, did no one tell you not to enter buildings that are supposed to be locked but are clearly unlocked alone? Like, <laughs> didn't, especially at night, ma'am. This is why you. This is why she knows any- the ghost is like haunting her. <laughs> like, if anyone's gonna get murdered in the show, it's going to be Nina. Yeah, she. You guys do the brain cell thing yeah. every week. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Nina is not going to get it for this episode. Like, I don't get to decide, but I'm just guessing that Nina, Nina does not get it this episode. <laughs> like, maybe like once or twice. <laughs> okay. We've had a lot of episodes, so. <laughs> Nina is about to be murdered. Also, why is she walking around saying hello? That's, again, how you get murdered. And I said that this feels like Pretty Little Liars. Like, if this was Pretty Little Liars, she would have gotten murdered. Those were Low key, yeah. Well, that's fair because we didn't get like this season's Pretty Little Liars parallel. Last season it was Payson. This season, <laughs> this season is just like general creepy, like mass guys in a robe. Because doesn't A always walk around in like a robe? A- yeah, A wears like no, A wears like a hoodie and like a mask, but close enough. Doesn't A have a red robe at some time? Probably. Wait, yeah, you're right. You're right. Fabian and Mara run into each other in the hall. Fabian asks if she's seen Nina, but she says no, and then she asks if he's seen her purse, and he says no, and then they both run off. This is our second, only second in the entire series this far, Fabian and Mara scene, where it's like just the two of them talking. Wow. So okay, we love Fabian. If we go indirect, isn't it like their third or fourth? Have I? I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you're not including like group scenes I and think stuff it's their second. only the scenes where they're like directly talking to each other it's probably only the second but if it's like yeah. group scenes or something i know like there that... was like that weird like nina fabian mick mara scene where they're like let's all go on a double date and I oh, oh true yeah beautiful. yeah as a maybe in truther <laughs> i'm saying these are maybe in crumbs the, the, that they've been planting sarah i'm pretty sure the first person that like introduced maybe into me back on tumblr because you made a gift set for them and i was like I wow pro- yeah, I feel like I introduced them to a lot of people because I was just like, they would be fun. And then I made like a random gift set that like, I used this scene actually, because this is one of the few scenes where they actually interacted and I had to like edit together other scenes <laughs> to make it look like they were talking. The House of the Beavers writer seeing Sarah's gift set on top, like, hmm, maybe literally, in the last episode of the show. <laughs> literally ever since Brad said that on, on this podcast, I have thought that it, I inspired maybe, and so everyone, you're welcome because I, I made feel like you probably all those did. Because they were like, he said that the, the writers like looked on Tumblr for what people were talking about, and so they're like, yeah, this one. Person I was like, said. exactly. I was an OG maybe in truther, so you're all welcome for the two I, episodes of Marin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have just made it happen earlier. Like, why did they make know. it like, at the last second? Wait, they were right, like, literally. <laughs> It's like less than two episodes. It was like Touch of Ra and then like the 30 seconds at the, the end, end of the season finale. <laughs> I just want to like, know what the writer was like. <laughs> so, you know what's a ship all the kids like these days? Fabian and Patricia. It was literally. I know. <laughs> no one! <laughs> like, no one's making day, Nobody asked for that. that. <laughs> and that's like. Everyone was more into Patricia and Jerome because they were the only ones who weren't yeah. paired up at the end of season one. So everyone was like, oh, Patricia and Jerome. So I wouldn't have been surprised if they were considering that direction. But 
no one wanted Fabian and Patricia. After they saw in season two how much everyone in the fandom, like, stand Petty, they're like, you know mm-hmm. what we should do? Break up Fabina, break up Petty, and get Fabian and Patricia together. <laughs> Why is my laptop not on the charge? It's probably a writer that wasn't paying attention to the fandom that was like, oh, yeah, Fabian and Patricia. And then someone had to be like, hey, hey, I've been on that, like, Tumblr thing all the kids are doing. Nobody's talking about <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't do not do that. They're like, That's everyone bad said idea. they like Patricia and Eddie. Please just imagine how feral the fandom would have been if they actually broke up their two, like, their two big, big, big couples. And then put, like, parts of the couple together. You know how many people probably, like, would have just dropped the show and never Absolute come back? Absolute insanity. How many people were, like, been... mad about Nina leaving? And I'm like, for why? Yeah. Because, like, did we really like Nina that much? But, like, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, right? They already broke up Petty and nobody was happy, but they broke up Petty and, like, made Patricia date <laughs> Yeah, could you wait? That would have been absolutely insane. Like they should have kept. They thought that they thought that Nina and Eddie had a summer romance thing going on for longer, and Patricia and Fabian fake date it and didn't fall. That would have been fun. That would have been weird. But like them pretending, yeah, them pretending to date would have been hysterical. What about that? Would have been so fun. Once again, we should have written the show. Just, just saying, or at least just just season three. Like, just let us take over season three. Well, if you look on Wikipedia, which like obviously might not be true, but it says that uh, Diane Whitley was like the writer for like all of season one and two, and then only the first episode of season three, and then there were different writers for the rest of season three. So I've always thought that that might that be makes the sense for yeah. the bit of the disconnect. One yeah. writer, and he wrote a lot of the big petty episodes on BB. in season three. I remember that. Yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the other thing about this maybe in scene was back in the day, I definitely called them Farah or Farah. I don't know how you would pronounce it, but that's what everyone did. Yeah, I'm not sure when they shifted to maybe in, but like I, you know, got back into the House of Anubis fandom in the year 2020, and everyone was saying maybe in. So I was like, okay, like I will shift. But like my live tweets, I can see on my time hop because I think the season three finale was like a couple days ago, and so I kept seeing me like all my tweets being like, oh my god, the Farah scene, the Farah scene was so cute, and I was like, ah, see. Like, I was not crazy. That's what it was back in the day. Yeah, everyone did call them Farah back, like, back in the day. I, I forgot about that. I kind of like maybe and better, but I was very thrown off at first. So Mara runs into Joy in the bathroom and asks if she's seen her purse. Joy ignores the question and asks who looks better in the dress, her or Nina, but Mara says that she's got more important things to worry about. Joy reassures her that Victor will find her purse, and if not, it'll show up in the Lost and Found. Mara thanks her, and then Joy asks again who looks better in the dress. Mara says they both look amazing. Uh, Mara being unproblematic. We love to see it. I said you both look amazing, supportive queen. Also, Nara? Joy Mara? <laughs> I couldn't figure out what Joy, Joy Mara's ship name would be, because Jara's already a ship, and, like, Moy's already a Joyra? ship. Joyra? 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 I, so, like, Joy, after Riley, like, points at herself in the mirror and is like, you look amazing. And I don't know why that Joy scene, like, I remember it so vividly. It's probably because you've watched this for Petty so many times that, like, you just remember that part, too. Probably. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. I feel like part of this whole episode is just imprinted in my brain because of the number of times I've watched it. I feel like there were gifts of every second of this episode. For sure. Probably. For sure. I just said I need Joy's confidence. Again, and also, why is Joy trusting Victor? That's true, after everything last season. Like, if I Joy, I'd be like, Victor actually sucks. Like, I'm not gonna be like, Victor totally, like, is gonna help you find your purse. I'd be like, Victor stole your purse, he's probably gonna kidnap you. Like, <laughs> girl, 
she's definitely just not paying attention to whatever Mara's saying, and it's just like, oh, how Victor do it. Like, girl, you know Victor's so shit. Okay, but she also can't tell Mara, like, uh, Victor kidnapped me last term. Yeah, but I would be like, trust Victor. I'd be like, Victor's shady, and then Mara would be like, that's true, because I feel like they all think Victor's weird. True. Or you know what? It's time. Let Mara know just, about Just tell Sabuna. Mara. Imagine Abby's dance Joy's like, Mara, I gotta tell you something. Victor kidnapped me. Mara's like, what the fuck? So Alfie and Jerome catch Eddie staring at Patricia from across the dance floor and asks if he likes her. Eddie gets flustered and says no, so they come up with a bet to see if Eddie can get her to dance. If he can, Jerome will rap she'll be coming around the mountain in front of everyone, and if he can't, then he has to give Jerome all of his money for a month. So the fun thing about this scene to me is I don't know if Jerome and Alfie are trying to pull a prank or like secretly trying to wingman for Patricia. I think maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. I think they saw an opportunity to make money now that Patricia finally has a thing for someone and they ran with it to try to make money because that's what <laughs> all Jerome cares about. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I had written is this them meddling or trying to help Patricia out? Probably both. <laughs> And I love that for them. Um, I just want to say in my notes at this part, I wrote Alfie and Jerome are the messiest bitches in Anubis house, <laughs> which is a big bar to set because there are a lot of messy bitches in this house. But Alfie and Jerome might be the messiest for starting. Sure. They're causing problems for fun. <laughs> I always thought this podcast dynamic was Patricia Joy and Mara, but maybe the real dynamic is Patricia Jerome and Alfie. Well, they're like a different kind of messy than me and Laura. I'm That's gladly, true. They are. I would gladly take being Alfie, but none of us wants to be true. You're you're messy with your own lives. They're messy with everyone else's lives. Yeah, they mess up exactly. other people's lives for fun. Yeah. You're right, though. I feel like I don't do that. So yeah, they mess up other people's lives for fun. Well, I was kind of messing with people all weekend. I've stopped now, but. <laughs> So maybe you're the Jerome. (laughs) I had to say that stupid, like, what character are you quiz three times? Because I kept getting Jerome and I was like, not in my house. Oh my god. I think it's because I was like offensive. If I got Jerome, I would be like, this is so rude. I think it's because I I was being like a depressed bitch, which somehow that fits the Jerome mentality. It's because you like to cause chaos, which so. But Jerome and Alfie are like that. Have you seen that meme where it's like, I think I will cause problems on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's them. Yeah. They wake up every day and choose violence. They do. That's exactly what they do. Yes, Jerome. He chooses to wake up every morning and live that way. On purpose. But he has it so bad. He's he's whipped already, like, sir. He really does. They were making those eyes at each other across the room. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm. mm-hmm. Also, not to sound like Laura, but Patrolfi? I said, ah! I, my note was Teddy and Alfie's face. I said, like, they, like, make eyes at each other and Alfie, like, checks it. He clocks them making eyes at each other and he looks happy about it. He absolutely <laughs> does. Um, into that, I also put, he's so stupid, your honor about eddie because again that's my emotional support himbo <laughs> very true i just love that they were like you've been hanging around patricia a lot and eddie's like you mean she's hanging around with me uh like bruh 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 
Yeah, she's hanging around with you. Yeah, you both are hanging out. Also, they call her Militia Patricia. Yeah, what? <laughs> Back in the day, I just kind of went with that, but now I'm looking at him like, what? Why? <laughs> For why? The writers were really just like, what rhymes with Patricia? <laughs> and they picked that one. It's better than Scheming Goth Pixie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Goth. I kind of like Scheming Goth Pixie. So back in the library, the collector is still hiding as Nina wanders around. She notices art on the wall of people crossing an alligator bridge, and it dawns on her that that's how they have to get across the chasm. Suddenly, Victor walks in and Nina hides. She manages to run out, and the collector emerges to confront Victor. He pushes a sarcophagus onto Victor and runs away. I wrote Nina hide, and then immediately after that, I wrote, she did it. I'm proud. I wrote, girl, get out of there. The background music in that scene was insane. It was so dramatic and extra. I was like, okay, I hear you. And then to follow that up, whenever the collector would like dart, they'd like change the like beats. Yeah, yeah, they do like the extra violin. The audio team is having a great time in the scene. Oh my god, yeah. They probably in general had a great time because some of these scenes they make sound way more dramatic than they actually are, and they're probably like, yes, more, more. They died. More villains. They died. Oh my god, who did that? They're dead. (laughs) They died. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure the like the stock music they use is the same company that disney uses so i have access to it and i kind of want to go find it all i'm gonna start slipping like oh house God. of anubis background music into like training videos Please, just do it just for okay us. my family who religiously watches tlc which uses the same background music so i'm just like sitting there minding my own business and all of a sudden it's hoa music same with buzzfeed i've noticed that with buzzfeed too yeah mm-hmm so Victor is looking around outside the library when Vera walks out. He asks if he's seen anyone with a cloak and a mask, and she assures him that it must be one of the kids. Um, Vera, can you just leave? Just just go. Yes. Pack your bags and leave. Did we ever think that Vera was the collector? Because, like, that's a pretty... I don't know. It seems like they were setting it up. Like, we don't know where she is. The collector runs away. Then all of a sudden, Vera appears. You know what? That's a valid point. And if she's just wearing, like, this, like, cape cloak thing, she could just whip it off, throw it in a bush, and show yeah. back up. I feel like we did. I feel like it was, like, Vera and Rufus were, like, the only theories. We'd have to, like, find, like, old post. That would also explain why she, like, kept, not, I mean, we know she wasn't, but, like, that also explain, like, why she was like, no, Jasper, you can't meet him. Okay, if the collector was Vera, I would have respected Vera so much more than I respect Vera. So Fabian asks Amber if she's seen Nina because she said that she was going outside. Amber immediately gets defensive and asks what he said to her. Um, I just really like the Nina-Amber friendship we get in this episode. Like, he doesn't have to say anything and she just absolutely like, already knows that he upset her somehow. Yeah, it's true. Amber's the only loyal one in this house. Mm-hmm. Fabian is like super frantic when he realizes Nina's like not at the dance. Like, obviously he should be because like if she went down to the chasm alone, it's let's out so eddie starts dancing his way over to patricia and she instantly says no he says i'm just a tin can standing in front of a tank asking her to dance after a little more convincing she says yes but only for a minute and tells him that this doesn't make them friends they start dancing and patricia is smiling jerome looks shocked and alfie looks impressed what an iconic line um also they aren't friends because they're more than that so you're right you're right patricia you're so right oh my gosh 
this I just have to say this is one of those scenes that's imprinted in my brain because I watched it so many times like the background music like everything just lives rent free in my head because I watched it so many times when this episode came out and um the he says something like uh Patricia says oh I don't dance and he says I don't dance either we'll just look alternative or something (laughs) so extra (laughs) We'll just look alternative. We're just rebels. We'll look alternative. That's so cool. <laughs> 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 yeah. I just have to I know. And also I just have to say, like, Jade's acting during the scene, Jade Ramsey's acting during the scene was so good. I just said Jade, like we were friends or something. Jade Ramsey. Maybe and, one day. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> um yeah. Fingers crossed, Jade, if you're listening, I mean, Jade Ramsey, come on this podcast. (laughs) Anyway, um, Patricia's face and, like, expressions during the scene were just so uh, well done, I think, because it really shows her, like, kind of opening up to the idea and, like, her face when they, like, start dancing. I was just like, oh, that's so cute. That's so, like, Jade did a really good job in the scene, I think. And so did, I mean, Berkeley did, too. He did such a good job with this, like, beginning of season two, Eddie, where he's very, like, cocky and, like, you know, has that front up. I think mm-hmm. that they both did such a good job with those parts. And I think that also kind of plays into effect that, that there's missing character development between season two and season three, which oh yeah, we don't need to get into that rant for like the seventh time in like the past <laughs> week. Yeah. We can go on and on about that. asks about that actually a couple days ago, and I I like wrote what I think should have happened in like a missing like a season two point five. I don't even need this show needs it. I don't even need a yeah. mystery. You could just have given me like. 20 episodes of them just being all being friends and bros like yeah just like Degrassi style drama there's no need for like mystery you can just be messy by yourselves it's okay they could have introduced Willow then so we actually oh, yeah. I like even if she didn't move in yet she Anon just- pointed out they could have addressed the tier of gold that like Victor finds at the end that they never talk about again yeah so. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Victor could have just yeah. lost the ring that's all they had to do <laughs> the ring one day like in the grass, Alfie gets the chair just falls to the ground. Season four, Miranda Cosgrove finds Victor's ring in the grass and becomes immortal from the tears of gold. I Carly forever. Do you guys remember that when there were like all these, there were always rumors that Miranda Cosgrove was going to be on the show. Like, do you remember? Am I crazy? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, we make these thing. jokes constantly too. <laughs> yeah. And, like, why? Like, why? I don't know. Was it like I was still airing new episodes? It was. I Carly was still on, but like people really thought Miranda Cosgrove was going to be on season three. <laughs> Can you imagine like if she replaced Nina and they like didn't, they just made her Nina and it was like, when we're supposed to just pretend the actors the same. No comment. Just, just like swap them out. No explanation. No, they should have put her in like the dodgeball tournament or something. Why oh my god, yes. Oh my she could have that- been from Isis House. Yeah, with Ben. Yeah. That would have been so funny just like to be like meta about like the way fandom was to just have Miranda Cosgrove show up for like a random. I think it would have been even funnier though if she played Carly Shay. Oh my Carly god. Carly got sent to boarding school. She's like, hi, I'm Carly, Carly got and I'm sent from to- America. Didn't Carly get Check out my web show. Wait, didn't no, Carly but it was really funny. <laughs> Did Carly go to it boarding school? It was so funny. That's... She, 
she thought about it. There was an oh. episode where she almost <laughs> went. And I know this because I have been watch rewatching iCarly on Paramount Plus. Anyways. I'm sorry, I totally derailed us with Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> This week's episode's gonna be House of Miranda Cosgrove. House of Miranda Cosgrove. Alright, so Mara is sitting at her table alone when she hears someone whispering. Uh, Poppy's under the table trying to get her attention because she has her purse. She says she was trying to read the letter and meant to give it back. Jerome oversees the interaction and gets under the table to yell at Poppy. He asks what's going on between them and starts looking through Mara's purse. Poppy hides the letter behind her back and drops it on the table. Okay, but Jerome doesn't just look through Mara's purse. He rips that purse open and dumps it out on the table. I was like, that's so rude. He continues to choose violence. Yeah. But wait, what if there were tampons in there? Yeah. Serves him right then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Poppy with a bunch of frowny faces and then like just her trying to hide the letter because she just wants to read it. She wants to know. I love her hiding under the table, but yeah, Seth. So Nina comes back and tells Amber about her new discovery. She asks where Fabian is and runs back into the dance. Fabian is still looking for Nina when someone taps him on the shoulder. They're wearing Nina's mask, so he assumes it's her. He starts trying to apologize, but she just places a finger on his lips and leans in for a kiss. Then Nina bursts into the dance and is horrified when she sees Fabian. He looks up completely confused. I just... I didn't write this down here, but like... I wrote anything alike. Not even like, a little bit. Like, Joy's got a darker skin tone. She's, she's got, got different undertones. She's got brown hair instead of dirty blonde. I think their hairs might, their hairstyles for the dance might be slightly different, too. Like, sir, she's shorter yes, than Nina, too. Is so she? tiny. Also, her hand, look, she put her fingers on a finger on his lips, and like, they have to have different fingers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like. Clarissa is so just like tiny. She's so like, yeah. Tiny every, like she's really, really tiny. I don't know. She's really short. She's like, yeah. Me currently googling their heights because obviously they're in heels. But even if they're both on the size, same size heels, they wouldn't be like. If I had to guess, Joy is probably like five two, and Nina's yeah. like five 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 six. That's my guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Fabian, what are you doing? Clarissa is five three. And Nat is whoa, they're five three and five four. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, really? Sorry, Fabian. Point for Fabian. <laughs> Nat gives off like five six energy and uh Joy gives off uh Clarissa gives off like short crutches or short. It's not even that Nat gives off like tall like vibes, she just gives off like average vibes. Though most of the girls on the show are tiny. I think the problem is they put them like in like sky high heels constantly. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think Anna's, like, actually relatively short, but she's always yeah. in, like, heels, so she looks taller. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabian asked Jerome if he's seen Nina, hashtag Drina, hashtag seriously, how about, like, me? The, ca- <laughs> the chaotic I energy. And I also wrote, why does he think Joy is Nina when they don't look alike, even at the math, but, but I just, drama. So, that is uh, the end of the first half, so we're just gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> So Fabian removes the mask from the girl and realizes it's Joy. Had no idea. So he asks uh, what she's doing and she says, what? You kissed back. And Nina's still like staring in disbelief. Fabian tries to go up to her, but she just runs away and then Mr. Sweet stops him. Um, This is truly probably the most fucked up thing Joy does in the entire series, but low key, I am here for the drama. So I just want to know what was going through her mind. Joy did not come to play. She's here to be messy and only to be messy. There's no way this girl is a cancer. 
Um, I just am not consensually kissing a guy because he thinks you're a different girl. Yikes. And then I wrote, did he kiss back though? Because she's like, you kiss back. But did he, ma'am? Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. So Nina runs out crying and runs into Amber in the hallway. She tells her that Fabian kissed Troy. She asks Amber not to let Fabian come find her because she needs to be alone and she runs out. Um, Amber being like bullet points when Nina's trying to talk to her, honestly, is us taking notes slash us recording this podcast. <laughs> This was literally also, that was also my note, like, word for word. Also, Amber, rule number one was, like, don't let Nina be alone. She was, like, friendship first, Sabuna second. Nina's life second, though. Nina's about to die. (laughs) Fair. So Fabian is stuck talking to the teachers and Gustav. He leaves mid-conversation and runs out into the hallway. Um, so the adults start asking Fabian questions about, like, his family. And I'm like, I would also like to know answers. We know nothing about Fabian's family. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's like the one person. This was like the implication that he had a family. Like, you don't get to hear what he says, but just letting you guys know he has one. That's I'm happy for him. <laughs> You'll never hear from them again. Amber spots Fabian immediately and glares at him. Fabian says, you talk to Nina? And she hits him and yells, it was an accident. Or no, she hits him and he yells, it was an accident. And then she says, Felon Joy's lips, did you? Fabian tries to go around her to find Nina, but Amber says that she's not at the house and points to the bathroom. So then he tries to run into the bathroom, but Amber stops him again. Um, Felon Joy's lips, did you? Lives rent-free in my mind. Iconic. I think this was in a promo or something, so I'm sure we like watched it over and over again until the episode came out. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. We were like, oh my god, they're gonna kiss. Yeah, big deal in 2012. I'm screaming. I love the chaos. I just said I love Amber's necklace. So relevant. <laughs> Jerome is scolding Poppy and Mara, and Mara claims that she was just trying to keep her out of trouble. Jerome starts dragging Poppy out of the dance, and Poppy reminds her to grab the letter. Right then, Trudy picks up the tray it was on, and Mara chases her, trying to get it back. Jerome, I think you just need to chill for, like, four seconds. You are not her parent or her guardian. You are also not even her house, like, parent. Like, just, like, you are not in charge of her life. Like, let her pursue getting to know her father. Just... Take a step back, boy. Patricia and Eddie finish their dance, and he says, see, that wasn't so bad. She says he stepped on her toes, but he reminds her that he doesn't dance. She smiles and said that sometimes he can be a good guy. Meanwhile, Alfie is in the back celebrating. Eddie says that was enough breaking his own rules for one night and says goodnight, Yacker, before rushing off. I am soft. Yeah, my notes for the scene are, I'm baby, and (laughs) Alfie is a petty shipper. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah, I'm like, I know it's like he's celebrating because Eddie pulled off the bet, but like, we also know he's celebrating because like, he's watching his friend fall in love. We see you, Alfie. Yeah, I said he was meddling for the bet, but definitely also senses that Patricia and Eddie like each other and his face is so happy. And he's always been the one like observing it from the beginning too. Like, Alfie's really out there looking out for them. Cute. He was like the one to hardcore in season three when like they think Eddie stood her up. He's like the one to like hardcore comfort her. That's true. Patrafi BFS forever in Alfie Penny Shipper forever. Alfie uh pet pet Penny Manny recipe. Stop. I was literally gonna bring that up later on and this I have it in my notes to bring something like that up. <laughs> but I didn't know if I wanted to expose us like that. Oh we've exposed um, ourselves. We expose ourselves too much on this podcast. No, no comment on that. On that, <laughs> we chose we choose violence constantly. Tell, tell the listeners what are you talking about? 
Go ahead, Laura. Do you want to share or should I? Once upon a time, for some reason, we decided that Alfie should be Patricia and Eddie's Manny. I don't know why we decided that. A Manny, by the way, means male nanny. For <laughs> but does, their, it not, does that not seem like the peak chaos that he would get into as an adult? Yeah. I mean, we were like 14 and just decided that Alfie has no other life goals besides being... <laughs> Like <laughs> nanny. Yeah. I don't know. According according to Louisa, they're out in like the mountains dancing with crystals naked. So I think that's a step up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Louisa. Don't come for me. Yeah, I don't know why we made that up other than like we like Petty and Yeah, and we liked Alfie. <laughs> yeah, and Petralfi besties for life. I was gonna later on in the pancake scene. I was gonna be like the origins of oh pancake my God, and we, hoagie. We can discuss that too. This is what yeah. I remember. I don't think I was involved in this, but I remember just like observing it on Tumblr, and I probably like rewatched you it. it. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, yeah. Um, like in this chili. We'll get to, get to that later when the, the pancakes are here. Yeah. I cannot stand them, Your Honor. By them, she means Patricia and Eddie. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was talking about us. And I was like, I mean, fair enough. Like, <laughs> anyways, um, better go before you turn into a pumpkin. Like, what? What, sir? Cute. They're cute. cute, but like, also, sir. So Joy walks over to Alfie, and Alfie says he's good. And then there's a pause, and Alfie asks, "How do you know if someone's really right for you?" Then Joy smiles and says, "They kiss back. How can such a short scene be so powerful?" Joy feet crumbs. Joy feet I said crumbs. Joy feet all caps. Them. <laughs> joy feet all caps. The dream end game. Oh my god. I wrote, they kiss back. Also, the Steve is there and for why. Joy and Alfie, they rarely interact. It's very in interesting. Three. In season, season three, there's more joy feet. Yeah. I remember because like, I loved it. I, I was here for it. But, like, the choice to make this scene about how do you tell someone's really right for you, oh, they kiss back between Joy and Alfie was a choice. And it was there for why. Much like the, the jammer scene with the, like... The implications. Always, the implications. The implications. Of some of these scenes that they, like, just put in. Like, the implications of Joy and Alfie having this conversation, like implies that they're gonna kiss and they're gonna kiss each other back this is all awesome. i agree <laughs> I'm, I'm like, i like the vibes here we were robbed thank you they should have ended season two with them instead of oh Andy being back together i know Joy, that would have been, been like a cool powerful. full circle moment it would have been yeah but I, I Jeroy, stopped... Jeroy happening would have been weirder because of the like Oh, or not yeah. let Jeroy happen. I mean, like, I'm happy that Jeroy happened. I like Jeroy, but like, if we got yeah, I love Jeroy. So. So and we could have gotten if Amber stayed, we could have gotten Jamber, and I would have um, loved Jamber that. Even though, I guess she dated Alfie too, but it whatever. It would have been, been fine. It would it would have been fine. Let's not think about it. Plans for Fabisha. I don't think they really cared about the uh, what is fake and not real. The bro code. True. The broke sure. out his face. Yeah, Fabian went for his best friend Mix girl at the end, so anything right. can happen. Right. And Bobby was affected by that, so. <laughs> Joyfee Jamber as Endgame would have been too, too powerful. powerful. That would have been too powerful. <laughs> Back at the house, Nina is pacing in the kitchen and still crying. She looks at the oven passageway. Nina, don't go down there. Why are half of my notes for this episode like how you talk to your TV while watching a horror movie? <laughs> You're so valid, sweetie. 
She's literally so stupid. I'm so sorry, Nina, but you literally had a dream that you died down there and you, you're going down now. She's like, I'm so mad at Fabian. I'm going to go. What? I'm going to go risk my life to stick it to Fabian for accidentally girl. kissing the wrong girl. Girl. Also, like, does anyone else remember how many like angsty fan videos were made with this scene specifically? Yes, I <laughs> totally do. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I you made, just unlocked I so made many one. deep memories, and that's when that's when I got into the fandom. Yeah. Also, Nina like made toast and then like just didn't left it. She just made it and left. Oh yeah, the toast was like popped from the toaster, and then she just left it. Girl, Maybe Eddie ate toast. it. While he I was, was gonna say. Was, like, I was just about toast? to say that Eddie probably ate it. So there's your netty crumbs for the episode nina unintentionally made him toast <laughs> any crumbs literal crumbs netty toast crumbs <laughs> yeah netty toast crumbs it was their like connection she knew he was gonna be yeah. hungry <laughs> she knew she knew yeah just osarian chosen one thing <laughs> god please imagine that's their connection until just imagine her like nowhere near the school anytime he's hungry just like not again <laughs> Why is why do why do I feel hungry? So Fabian is nearly in tears, begging Amber to let him talk to Nina. He's worried that she's in danger because everything in the dream is coming true. Amber says he didn't kiss Nina, and he points out that he kissed a girl in the same dress and a mask in the dream and in real life. Amber's face drops, and Fabian says he's glad that she's safe in the bathroom. Amber admits that she's actually back at the house, and then she realized, uh, and then realizes she worked out how to get across the chasm. Yeah, I've always thought also that. Brad, Kavana, and Animal Vitan have really good just like acting chemistry together. Like any scenes with Fabian and Amber, I always felt like they worked really well together. And this scene specifically, like, I don't know, something just feels so natural about the way they interact. So it's really cool that like Fabian and Amber had so many scenes together throughout the series. And like, obviously, I, Fabian and Amber, like besties for life. And mm-hmm. they just, I don't know, I just really think they had good, like, acting yeah, chemistry sure. i guess they had a good stage presence mm-hmm. yeah agree Mara's still trying to find the letter when poppy sneaks back in mara asks where jerome is and then he walks on stage he performs a fantastic rap version of she'll be coming around the mountain <laughs> um, and then while this is happening mara notices that the letter is now on the floor and her and poppy chase after it just then jerome comes off stage and it gets kicked right to him so he picks it up and he is shocked when he reads the back um i really need to make a Jerome publicly humiliating himself compilation because there are plenty of moments. <laughs> Please do. That would be so funny. Also, that his uh, coming around the mountain was my ringtone for a couple of months back in the day. Oh, like I had Amber if I was a gambler. Yeah, I had Amber if I was a gambler at one point, and I had this one at one point too. Okay, that makes sense because in my shithouse Vanubis fans say video, I, there's a part where I'm like, should I make uh, Alfie's rap to Amber or Jerome's rap of she'll be coming around the mountain in my ringtone? Wait, and- stop. That was literally me. <laughs> I was like literally shouting out you. I didn't remember that. Literally? Yeah, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> the inspiration for my, I my video. I unintentionally inspired you. <laughs> Just by being stupid. <laughs> Poppy saying she was able to sneak in because quote unquote it's not the White House aged so poorly. I know. I was like, oh my god. Honestly, you know what has better security in the White House? How some Nubis dances. Apparently. Literally just the Nubis house in general. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote I'm crying and then I said, oh, woo and stuff. And then I said, uh, the dad straight up addressed the letter to Anubis house. I love that. <laughs> 
Oh, but it also has Poppy's house. I screenshotted it, but I forget what it said Poppy's house was because it said Anubis house is some other house. Uh, Mr. Sweet makes like the best face here. And oh, yeah. I think it's the yeah. scene, but there is a song that plays in the background, but it's also in the very last scene of Touchstone of Raw. When they're all oh, yeah, dancing. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Song? When they're all like dancing and touched on a raw, there's a song that plays. Oh, it is. Because I have naked on my veranda mm-hmm. song. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like how that's the song we associate with Tor. That is yeah. like not in a Nickelodeon way. It's the it's they're called really royalty. Like Nick now. It's called royalty free music. So Nina is now in the tunnels and approaches the chasm. Sinkara whispers to watch the timepiece, and she turns around. She accidentally steps back and almost falls when Fabian catches her. Amber walks in shortly after and says, Aw, you guys made up. And they quickly break apart, and Fabian says, I saved you. But then Nina just glares at him and says, Why don't you save the other girl in this dress? <laughs> She's so cringy in this part. I know. I'm so sorry, Natalia, but like, my god. Um, once again, rest in peace to Nina, LMAO, Amber, Joy, Nina, Deja Vu, but it's just this episode. And I said, the, 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 the girl in the dress wrote you a song you should have known. Can these two just talk out their shit? I'm really just high-key annoyed. Yes. Please. Back at the dance, Jerome is furious that Mara went behind his back. She tries to apologize, but Jerome storms off. Poppy is on the verge of tears, and Mara says that they should wait this one out. Okay, so like, Poppy has the right to want to know her dad, but I think Jerome also has the right to be upset that, like, one of his friends is helping his sister, like, without telling him. It's kind of a double-edged mm-hmm. sword here, because, like, I yeah, I get why he's upset, and I think he has the right to be, but, like, also he's the one kind of, like, depriving Poppy from that experience. Vera approaches Victor at the dance and tells him that some of the Anubis house students are missing. Victor says he thinks he knows where they are and leaves. Vera is so much more observant than Victor. Honestly, yeah. Joy is asking Patricia for advice and explains how she kissed Fabian. Patricia says it was wrong, but Joy tries to explain that deep down he knew it was her. Patricia tells her no because boys don't have a deep down. Yeah. So first, okay, we're going to have my weekly film school moment. Classic. <laughs> um, so this whole like collection of scenes was really cool because from the moment Jerome storms off to the end of this scene with Patricia and Joy, it was all one shot. So that was really, really cool. I like watched it again because I was like, wait a second. And yeah, they like choreographed it really well and timed it really well. So go director of photography and director because that was really fun. Um, but also, yes, Patricia, tell her because she is crazy. <laughs> so Yeah, is that her being like, ah, tell me if this is wrong, rip. Girl, yes, it was wrong. I feel like if you have to ask, was it wrong? It was probably wrong. <laughs> was it wrong that I just sound? kissed Baby and he thought I was seeing it? Girl, yes! Um, Patricia is just genuinely so done with Joy. Back in the tunnels, everything is calmed down enough for Nina to explain how they can cross the chasm. She points out the crocodile on the wall and says it's a bridge. Fabian says there must be a lever to get it down, and Nina snaps back, oh yeah, and maybe there's a manual to go with it, and a troubleshooting guide. Amber goes awkward, and then Nina notices, um, like, a little compartment where there looks like there might be a lever under a painting of a crocodile. Um, normally I tell Nina to calm down when she's making sassy comments, but I guess, like, she's being overdramatic, but, like, I guess she has the right, like, I would be mad, too, if I watched my ex kiss someone, like, right away. So, like, I kind of get it, but she's just being, like, weird at the same time. Truly. That manual with the troubleshooting <laughs> section line was so funny. It's so bad. <laughs> and the way she delivers it, too. 
God. Eddie's in the kitchen, drizzling syrup and whipped cream over a huge stack of pancakes. Victor walks in and asks what this mess is. Eddie says he was hungry, and Victor tells him not to forget that he has his father on speed dial. He sends Eddie to bed and takes away the pancakes. Yeah, I don't know what the point of this scene was, but I'm grateful for it. Every day, I'm grateful for the pancake scene. It was the origin of, yes, pancakes and hoagie, which was, you know, the idea that Laura and me, and I think Emily might have been involved, some other people. I think that's how we became friends. Yeah, we had the idea that Patricia and Eddie would have two children named (laughs) Pancakes and Hoagie. And this is the origin of half of that. Okay, but somehow that's a step up from the one time that Jay tweeted their kids would be named Patty and Eddie Jr. Step up. That's true. You know what? Is it really a step up from that, though? Is it really? Eddie or at least names. Pancake and Hoagie are not names. Those poor children. Yeah. Also, you know what? I want to know, why did Victor just, like, sit in the bed? He's like, you made this huge mess. Now go to bed. So he just gets to go to sleep. Who's cleaning up that mess? Why didn't he just make Eddie clean up the mess? I don't understand. Where where is Victor? Is Trudy going to come? Vera going to come home and have to clean it up? Poor Vera. Yeah, he said, go to bed. <laughs> you made all these pancakes, now go to bed and leave this mess. Like, what? This is where my netty uh, fantasy comes in. Not fantasy, but like... So, like, I realized Nina was, like, just in the kitchen. So, what if she was smart and didn't go down to the tunnels and she was just sulking in the kitchen? Nina's and then Eddie so comes in and they have, like, a moment. Even if it's not, like, romantic. Like, what if he tried to, like, comfort her or something? It would have been cute. She would have just um, offered her pancakes, you know? Like, here you go, man. Yeah. It would have been cool. She would have made, like- made him toast. Mm-hmm. He would have made her pancakes. It would have been cute. I yep. would have been here for it. They would have both would have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Amber and Fabian would have like beat him there though, since they also were like getting to the house too. So right. maybe it yeah. wouldn't have been an Eddie moment. But that's just it what would, crossed it my been head. Eddie with the squad moment, which would have been cute. Yeah. But then the other thing I noticed was that so Amber and Fabian came to like rescue Nina. How did they get in the cellar? Because Nina has yeah. the necklace. It's not like they would have left the oven open. The basement he probably picked the lock oh, oh yeah that's true. we get to the part where he's like to. my no wait that's later on that eddie shows him how to pick the lock and i just want to know why does eddie know how to pick a lock eddie was a bad boy he's a rebel tag yourself i'm eddie literally baking pancakes right now <laughs> When Victor comes up to Eddie and is like, I have your father on the speed dial, I said, yeah, because he's your bitch. And to that, I just yelled, Laura, in all caps, because that's like that one thing I think about, but I never say out loud. We love a man who stands pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, Victor didn't even let Eddie eat the pancakes that he made. Like, Eddie put in all this effort into making pancakes, and Victor said, no, you can't eat that. That's what I'm saying. He just left the mess. What a waste. I want pancakes now. There were really uh, so many signs as to who his dad was, and I don't know if we were just like that oblivious as children or what. Or we were just like Victor knows Eddie's dad, sure. Yeah, that didn't even like cross my mind. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, I definitely wondered about it, but I didn't think it would be like Mr. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. The purple shirt is a look. It is. It is a look. <laughs> the black tie. It's a good look. A good look. Yeah. The fact that Victor keeps toothbrushes in his jacket in case, like, the kids, like, do something that he wants them to clean the toilet. Always ready. So Jerome walks into the house and Eddie tries to ask him to sneak him pancakes, but he ignores him. Jerome just goes to his room and he opens the letter. Um, 
Eddie asked Jerome to slide the pancakes under his door at regular intervals. <laughs> Why is this funny? Also, how would that work? Because, like, is he gonna put them on a plate and slide it under the door? You imagine him just like individually sliding like single pancakes Ew, like so under. Disgusting. The- <laughs> okay, that's gross. I know. That's what I was thinking. Like the dirt, <laughs> ugh, it would stick to it. Okay, but like, let's be real. And he still would have eaten them. Ew. He still would have. Better or worse than Peter Kavinsky licking a bowling ball. Oh my <laughs> god! Choose your fighter. Eddie <laughs> eating pancakes that have been slid under the door versus Peter Kavinsky from To All the Boys I Love Before licking or kissing a bowling ball. Oh no, Peter. <laughs> See, I think I go with the pancakes just because I feel like I know where those germs are and where That's they true. come from. That's true. The bowling ball. The bowling ball are foreign yeah. germs. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> If I had to choose one, that's the one I would choose. Um, Jerome sad face emoji. I don't like when people are sad. That also includes Jerome. Even though I don't like Jerome, and if I met him, it would be on site. I just don't like when people are sad. Jerome's a good character, even though we can fight him. <laughs> he has a good, interesting story. Despite his chaos. So, Victor then goes into the cellar, and he starts looking around. In the tunnels, Nina and Fabian are trying to figure out this lever thing while Amber examines the bridge. Uh, Fabian takes one for the team and pulls the lever, and a cage traps his hand. The bridge starts to fall. Amber screams, and Victor looks alarmed. My note was, pull the lever, Kronk, in regards to Fabian pulling the lever. (laughs) Also, RIP Fabian's suit. There is no way that thing did not end up crashed. (laughs) Took one for the team. Yes, he did. All right, but that is the end of this episode. So, uh, brain cell of the week? I nominated Fabian because he sensed Nina was in danger and then also figured out the lever. I said he can have it. And I said Vera, even though I don't like her because she was smart and realized the kids were MIA, unlike Victor. That's true. I'm voting Alfie because he said Frankenstein. No, wait, that was the previous episode where he was like, Frankenstein's the, the doctor. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Alfie, Alfie came up with a win-win prank where either he gets money or Jerome humiliates himself on stage. That's true. He was going to, he wait, wasn't going to get hurt in any way. Jerome. I think he made a bet that Jerome got money. Not even oh, himself. well. <laughs> but still. And he's still he's, smart and staying out of it. Just, like, really had, like, I think he just had hope that Patricia would let him guard down. I feel like, yeah, all the others were kind of clowning this week. Like, Fabian couldn't tell the difference between <laughs> me and Joy. Wait, You're right, I think that's so redacted for that one. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Ship of the week, then, I think is easy. Patricia and Eddie, of Eddie. course. <laughs> for the millionth week in a row. Honestly, this episode though. was so classic for them. Mm-hmm iconic um honorable mention to joy fee and i guess kind of javian even this was like a weird moment for them it was still a moment for them so. <laughs> javian got points but in a yikes way <laughs> all right so for our fun game to celebrate fearless taylor's version coming out we're gonna play the game where i shuffle a taylor swift album and we speed decide uh what character or ship it's about and we'll go in a circle Hi, this is Brenna editing. I realize we never said what album we were playing the game with, so it's going to be Fearless Taylor's version to celebrate it coming out. So enjoy. Let's. We'll do Sarah, Laura, Emily, me. Okay. Okay. And so Sarah, you get shuffle. to go first. Oh boy, <laughs> so much pressure. Okay, I'm ready. You get. You're not sorry. Jara. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I just decided that Fearless is very much a Mara album, and I told them that. I agree. Earlier. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I can see it. 
I like sorting them into albums, and this one's definitely a Mara album. Oh, yeah, I can see that. All right, Laura, you got Jump Then Fall. Hmm. Can you tell me that's cute? Notes? Because I'm like just looking at them. Right I now. didn't take notes, but um, anyone that's like cute, fluffy, um, season one, Fabina. Season one, Fabina. Ralphie. You could have Ralphie. I wrote Patricia um, and Eddie down because they kind of just started dating, then they fell. But you know, that was like they my, jumped that and was they my fell. reaching moments. Yeah, lots of options there. All right, Emily. Um, this is a vault track, so good okay. luck. Um, we were happy. <laughs> Mick and Mara. Yeah, we discussed this though. <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, right. <laughs> we, we discussed. We were... <laughs> I like barely know the vault tracks yet, so this, if I get one, it'll be listen, fun. I'm like I'm only listening to the vault tracks, so I got listen, you because I try to listen to the whole album. That shit's two hours long. <laughs> I will now listen to the song and only think of Mick and Mara. So <laughs> great. <laughs> All right, so me, I'm getting oh the other side of the door. My favorite. Mm. Maybe Jara, like she starts dating Fabian and then just thinking about Jerome. I put Jeroy just because of that one scene where they're standing on opposite sides. Oh! oh my god! Wait, <laughs> wait! I have now video thoughts in my brain. Oh, I like that too. All right, Sarah, you get today was a fairy tale. Season one, Fabina, because they're just—it's just like a cute, fluffy song, and they're just like fluffy and cute in season one i guess listen i admitted to them earlier that i gave one song to mabian and that was the one song i gave to mabian really yeah. i can see it for mabian too yeah. Was a fairy tale. yeah i just for all of these i'm thinking of like house of nubis season one because yeah i just like listened to this album a lot when that show was coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's fair all right laura you get you belong with me i have like a very clear one in my head for this wait like mick mara and <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i would have said <laughs> <laughs> spot on like there i'm sure someone's already vetted this so or, or like joy to nina and same that's a thought all right emily you get forever and always i put mick and mara oh mick to mara but like more mick point of view yeah oh like Ooh. oh <laughs> ouch oh okay i got come in with the rain oh god that's one of the songs i did not have a note for it's a tough one it's like a breakup. It's kind of a breakup. It's another breakup where it's like, there's so many of these songs that are like kind of toxic energy. I think that's mm-hmm. why I keep being like Jara because it's that's like, what, yeah, that's my thought. Bad, too. But I missed you. <laughs> like, or like, okay, maybe like Fabian, like with me, because like that he wants. Oh, to maybe come Fabina, back. like yeah, like, he wants her to I'll, come back. Yeah, but she's like in America. I can see that. She need it. Yeah, that would work too. All right, Sarah, bye bye, baby. If you can. Oh, geez. I don't know if I know that one well enough. Maybe you can phone a friend. <laughs> maybe, um, well, just based on the title, maybe, like, Mick and Mara, because he, like, leaves. That's I don't true. know if that's what the song's bye about, because I genuinely I don't haven't either. listened to it bye enough. Bye-bye something, something, I would like something. to phone a friend, though, so if anyone else has any ideas for that one. I just put Mara sure. in general down, just because it felt like her kind of grieving, like, all of her breakups through the series. I like it. I feel like I this is why it. this is a Mara album. She's just had too many breakups. <laughs> Me too, Mara. <laughs> well, Brenna is Mara. <laughs> yeah, I too dated all of my friends, but in college and stuff, high school. So it's fine. It happens. Laura, you get superstar. That's a weird one, just because of like the context. Yeah. Of it. Hmm. Um. Do any of them have a celebrity crush? 
What if it was like Alfie to Amber? Or Amber and um, uh, David Beckham. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I also put Patricia and her fake band boyfriend just because I thought I was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Cool. Emily, you get love story. Uh, Is this not just Laura and Alfie? Me and Alfie? Yes. (laughs) Sure. Me and Alfie are in love, guys. (laughs) Laura has, like, the forbidden love thing. Wait, why are me and Alfie forbidden love? Because he's a fictional character. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I get the way I loved you. Um, I'm gonna say Jara. <laughs> Jara's like the token toxic shit. I'm like, oh, did they fight Jara? <laughs> oh, I guess this could be Fabina too. Like, I miss screaming and fighting, kissing in the rain, two a.m. and I'm cursing your name. Petty, know. but if one of them got with somebody else, what about Petty? Petty not- oh, this could be Petty else. too. If Patricia yeah. got with some guy that was trying to be nice to her, she would be yeah, like, no, I'm exactly. disagreeing. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, Fabicia yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, but she missed Eddie. Yes. I don't think I could physically pull off that in a video, but if I could, I would. <laughs> I feel like you could, because you could just have, like, Fabian and Patricia, like, interacting, and then just have Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Challenge accepted. I did make that Nettie video. Yeah, and you did. That well, was good. And Eddie's hard to edit. So, uh, Sarah with another vault track, don't you? Oh, I actually have been listening to this one more. Um, that one also kind of Jara with Jeroy. How it's like she, because the song's about she like sees her ex with someone new and mm. it's like, oh, don't you like whatever? And he's still trying to be nice to her and everything. Like he, he was trying to like make up with Mara and everything a little bit. And mm. when he was like dating Joy, because Joy and Mara are friends. That's my, I don't know why I keep going to Jara with this. They're like, I literally Your have zero Jara thoughts on Jara. Energy. Normally, like, head empty, zero thoughts on Jara. But for some reason, I'm I keep going way. back to them for this. Has Jara. Don't worry. I also put that song down for Jara. Okay, good. Like, okay. It's not just me. Give me the vibes. <laughs> All right. Laura, you get Untouchable? Maybe. Short Jamie. I can see it. Oh yeah, because untouchable. What, like she wants, she wants to be with him. Yeah, but I like she that. can't be with him. Say that we'll be like together. Her. Yeah. Oh, I actually really this like. This would be that. a cute edit. Yeah. I was listening to Untouchable while I was reading Twice Chai, and the vibes were so immaculate. Is all I'm gonna say. Everyone, go read Twice Chai. Sarah Hogle is our best friend. Um, Emily, you get Hey Stephen. I put Nick and Mara with a bunch of question marks. Because like all the other girls think that like all the girls would be tossed in our suit. Oh yeah, the one waiting there. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I get fearless. I think I think of Mick and Mara for this one too because it's just like first love. Like. Yeah. All right, Sarah, fifteen. Maybe like I don't know. It's about like starting at a new school. So like Nina maybe, or I guess it could be like KT. Well, KT's not as like cringy as Nina, so. <laughs> 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 I just have to say this that song just like reminds me of like the t- entire like show dynamic and like yeah I've been planning yeah, a video like out mm-hmm. very high school yeah mm-hmm. it is alright Laura Mr. Perfectly Fine Mara and Jerome again <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 
Somebody said the song reminded them of Jabian, but I don't see it, but simply because uh, I don't think I saw a Jabian edit to it and it was pretty good. But I can kind of see it to Jabian because even though they weren't like officially dating prior to season one, it was like she went away and he's like perfectly fine without her. Yeah. You know? So I can mm-hmm. see Jabian. I, I will that. give a shout out to whoever made a Jabian edit to that song. I think it was, it was Tess. Really good. So Tess, shout Tess. out. Your Jabian edit was really good. I it was pretty good, but I it would make me think of Jara just because I feel like he broke her heart and then he was like, cool, whatever, like, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, Emily, change. Touchstone of Raw. <laughs> These walls that they put up to hold us back. Oh my god, down. yeah, because Literally. it was a nice thing change. I can see it now. If someone made a house of movie squad video to change, it would be on point, is all I'm saying. Uh, okay, I just got That's When, which I am not super that's familiar when with. Is it that this is like That's When She Knows They're in Love, or That's When She Knows It's Over? No, okay, so it's like they were together. This one's a bop, so I listened to it more, I think. So they were together, but then she left, but then she came back. If that makes sense. Like, he this was, is like, petty, then. This would be petty. Maybe, yeah. It could work for petty. Hold on, it's in the lyrics. What? I think so, because, like, it's like, I, they broke up, but it's like, they needed some time to think about it through. Yeah. Yeah, very petty, like, season three, if we go off, like, what Jade said about, like, Patricia just not being ready for a serious relationship, I feel like the song mm-hmm. has the same vibes. Yeah. yeah. But then she's like, oh, I really, like, missed you, and I, like, want to be with you, basically. Yeah. All right, petty. Final I like answer. That. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. All right, Sarah, breathe. Ooh, I'm trying to think of something other, something else. Um, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't really think it's a Jara song. Maybe. Is because it, it's kind of like a breakup song. Maybe Fabian to Nina, like maybe. Yeah, because oh. she's like leaving. I can't breathe without you, but I have to. You know. I may or may not have put Petty down. Because I can see your I can see your face in my mind as I drive away because none of us thought it was gonna end that way. Yeah. Sometimes people are people and sometimes we change our minds, but like only set specifically during the season two, like season three breakup. And it's killing yeah. me to see you go after all this time. Okay, I think it's yeah. I think I'll go with Fabina for this one. Only for for that like end of season two, season three. Yeah. The missing <laughs> season. Yes. <laughs> the missing there's I literally oh a God. missing season. Uh Laura, tell me why. I want to say something that's not Jara's. <laughs> they're, they're so tough. Sorry to Grace. You know, we're just like coming up for Jara today. But Jara like, is the token toxic shit in this episode. <laughs> like, um, the, I guess we could, you could say Willow, maybe. Yeah, maybe. See, I feel like he didn't hurt Willow that much because she was just like kind of like, she didn't know him that well. <laughs> her Mara or like I don't know angsty like Nina to Fabian in this episode like why wait what about Anthe when he's like trying to break up oh, with her oh that's true oh and I'm sick and tired of your attitude feeling like you I don't know you you, you tell me that you love me, me then push me, me around and me push down. me around yeah it could be Anthe Anthe could be our other <laughs> token toxic <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily, you all over me. Mick and Mara. Ouch, yeah. Aw, that's sad. 
And then I got, oh, the best day. Uh, Nina and her grand. Aww. I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, this song always makes me cry. I know. It makes me so emo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah, White Horse. Ooh. Um, maybe Willow and Jerome, because it's like, um, say you're sorry, the face of an angel. I don't know. Kind of like, the whole, well, like, because they're kind of playing yeah. dress up when they have their first it, That's kiss. what I was thinking. It's like, <laughs> I'm not a princess, the scene of fairy tale. I'm not the one you'll sweep off her feet, lead her up the stairwell, because he ends up going for someone else. He was like cheating mm-hmm. on her, slash with yeah. her. So I like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll skip Forever and Always piano version, because that'll be the same as Forever and Always, basically. You're not sorry, it was the last one. So did we already have you guys? Or is that what we started with? Yeah, that's what we started yeah. with. Because I well, said, then we're good yeah. then. Yeah. Yay! All right. So, thank you guys for listening, and thank you, Sarah, for coming and joining us. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, you'll have to come back. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, but <do> you <laughs> let back everyone back know where they can find you on social media and also find the book host. Sure, absolutely. So, like I said before, I have a podcast with my two other friends, Grace and Trudy, and you can find us at the book host on Twitter and also on Anchor. So you can and you can just look up the book host on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can listen to us there. Um, and my Twitter is at Library of Sarah, so you can find me there as well amazing go yeah go listen to the book hose we've said it a million times but go listen oh, to yeah, the book hose. thank you basically yeah, <laughs> your podcast our podcasts stand each other so yeah they, they do stand each other <laughs> they're, they're po- sister podcasts but they're like unrelated to each other yeah i feel like people get so confused when we like associate our podcasts together yeah. but it's like you don't we're understand like, no you don't friends. get it we're affiliated <laughs> How are we affiliated? That you don't need to know. You were on Tumblr in 2013. You yeah. don't understand. We're like exactly. we're friends. How is this podcast related to books? I um, don't know. I do have some book recommendations for House of Anubis fans. Yeah, give them book recommendations. Oh, I'll oh. give you like a preview. I'll give you one. Um, it's called The Diviners by Libba Bray. The squad vibes are immaculate, and it's it is a young adult series, which I think you know will fall into the category of like House of Anubis fans will be able to read it. And it has like some weird ghost stuff. It's like mysteries. It takes place in the 1920s. It's a good time. I have a whole list that I can tweet to. So see, I'll send I need it. the list for my reading. Yeah, I'll um, send it. I'll send it to you guys if you want to post my it on the Twitter goal. account or something. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> down for House of Anubis vibes. Perfect. <laughs> Yes, I'll send the full list to uh, the lovely hosts of the newest backwards, and they can post it on Twitter if they want. And if you want to follow us on social media, our Twitter is at Anubis Podcast. Our Instagram is at Anubis Backwards Pod. Our TikTok is at Anubis Backwards Pod. You can also email us at uh, G- or Anubis Backwards Pod at gmail.com. Um, and don't forget to submit voice memos. We did just have someone send in a voice memo, so we're going to react to that one soon. And uh, she's going to be featured on a future episode, so that could be you too. So if you head to our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash backwards, you can also have a chance at uh, being featured. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Sabuna. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there? Sabuna. Sabuna.